0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: I'm fat, but I eat healthy. I'm fat, but I'm not a glutton. I'm fat, but I actually like going to the gym. But I like to take the stairs. But I'm a runner. But I'm not lazy. But I don't eat McDonald's every day. And I eat less than my skinny guy friends. Metabolism is a
2: bitch. Allow me to give you a lesson in manipulating statistics. I eat less than my skinny guy friends. Metabolism is a bitch. Someone might think, hey, that's so unfair. She eats less than skinny people, but she's still overweight. That's not what she said. She said that she eats less than her skinny guy friends. One... Men have a higher metabolism than women. Welcome to science. Two, she could be five foot one and her skinny guy friends could be six foot three. So of course they can eat more than you. This is not about her having a slow metabolism, but that's how you manipulate people. Do I believe that she actually eats less than her skinny guy friends? No. At her size, unless she is really short, she definitely eats more than the average skinny guy. Obesity is an addiction, and addicts lie all the time. Sure, she might go out to eat with her friends and order a salad, but on the drive home, when no one is watching, she is ordering five cheeseburgers from McDonald's. News corporations like BuzzFeed, who promote fat acceptance, always want you to believe that being overweight is just bad luck or bad genetics. Look, all these people eat is half a sandwich with an avocado and a tomato. They eat less than you do no they don't. Allow me to show you a picture from a Dr. Phil video where he goes over just how much a morbidly obese person eats who is not that much bigger than these people who claim they only eat half a sandwich and are still overweight. We have four to five donuts, a seven egg omelet with a cup and a half of cheese, a full bell pepper, a full onion, and a full package of ham inside of it, four potatoes worth of hash browns, with a second full pepper and onion, four corn dogs dipped in nacho cheese, a full-sized bag of potato chips, a few strawberries, three sandwiches with ham, cheese, mayo, tomato, cucumber, avocado, croutons, bacon bits, and ranch, a large pepperoni pizza, two bowls of ice cream with caramel and whipped cream, a hand-sized bag of M&M's, two bacon cheeseburgers, one box of mac and cheese and three bananas, six avocados, one full-size bag of tortilla chips, 10 fish tacos with rice and beans, a full box of honey buns, a full box of Hot Pocket loaded potatoes, a bag of pepperoni, one gallon of sweet tea, and six candy bars. My god, this woman eats more calories for breakfast than I eat in two or three days. Not to say that every obese person eats that much, but certainly they aren't eating salad all day and doing three-hour workouts.
1: I'm fat, but I'm not glorifying obesity.
2: You are an obese person who is literally saying a bunch of positive things about obesity to upbeat music and in a light colored background with a halo pattern in the center. How are you not glorifying obesity?
1: I'm fat and I look really good naked. There's been no complaints, let me tell you.
2: Remember, she is not glorifying obesity. Let me change the words around a little bit. I'm a heroin addict but I'm not glorifying heroin. I'm a heroin addict, but I'm sexy. I'm a heroin addict, but I'm motivated. If I can switch to a different addiction, and suddenly there's a problem with everything they're saying, then food addiction is not okay.
1: I'm fat, but I'm not a skinny shamer. I just feel like everyone is allowed to love their bodies. Don't think that me being proud of my body means that I'm putting down yours.
2: What exactly do you have to be proud of? Obesity is a disease being overweight is not an accomplishment. Also, BuzzFeed saying that these feminists don't shame people for being thin is ridiculous. What about the fitness mom, Maria Kang? What about the, are you beach body ready, weight loss ad? What about the Peloton bike chick? These fat acceptance activists never miss a chance to shame a thin woman who is proud of being thin. And let's be clear, when it comes to fat acceptance, I'm talking about women. I understand that there are men in the original video, but nobody cares about a man being fat. Where are all you feminists shouting about how male fitness models create an unrealistic body image for men to uphold? Or how about this? I went to a local Target store a few months ago, and I just so happened to notice that the female clothes section was full of plus-sized models mixed in with thin models. However, when I went to the men's section of the store, All the models were fit and muscular. Not one of them was fat or obese. Try this at your local clothes store. I have been to plenty of them and I have never seen an obese model in the male section. We know that fat acceptance is about fat women, not fat people. Most of the people in these fat acceptance promos are women. Most of the people getting mad are women. And I defy you to find a male activist group who shames a thin woman for portraying unrealistic standards of beauty like the feminist groups do. I don't see any male activist groups shaming other men for being thin either. Feminists keep trying to push the idea that obesity is sexy. That's because they know it's unattractive and men don't shovel a bunch of free stuff in front of unattractive women. That's what this is all about. Jealousy and resources. Being obese is not sexy. Tell me, is this sexy? Okay. (sighs)
1: Let's see, and I am forever out of breath. It's just my natural state of being, regardless of what I do. I sat here for like five minutes before I turned the camera on and I'm still out of breath.
2: This woman's body fat puts so much pressure on her lungs that she can't breathe even when she's not doing anything physically difficult. That's attractive and she should be proud of that? How about this woman? This is Tammy Slayton from TLC's 1,000 Pound Sisters. By her early 30s, she was so overweight that she was confined to a walker until she started exercising for the show. What is healthy or sexy about that? I'm not obese. I'm a plus-size curvy lady. Say it however you want, it doesn't change the reality of your situation. But certainly, someone must be the voice of reason here. Let's watch.
1: What is the most effective way that people can lose weight, well, in your experience as a doctor? Right, one of the things... Eat that...
2: less food, do more exercise. No. Are is you it... a doctor? Oh, oh, can oh, we, oh, can oh, we oh, hear from oh, the oh, medical oh, professional oh, in oh, the oh, room? Dr. Piers? Um. Am I wrong? <laughs> My- Miriam, am I wrong?
1: <laughs> no, you're not. Doesn't wrong, it me. really just boil down to oh, better, shush, better healthy <laughs> eating,
2: less food down your gullet, and do some... More oh, the list
1: stays And, by the way, I
2: My God, the outrage of telling a bunch of obese women to eat less is unbelievable. Despite the fact that Piers so rudely talked over the female doctor, he's correct. If you want to lose weight, then you need to eat less. However, it's not entirely that simple. I'll get to why, but first, let me tell you about this video's sponsor, Dr. B Real, and his book, Surviving Fourth-Wave Feminism. Surviving 4th Wave Feminism is a great insight into how feminism operates and how it is taking control over Western politics. If you want to go into depth on how their tactics work, then Dr. Be Real has made it easy for you. This book is concise, it uses real-life examples, and it's entertaining throughout. You can purchase your copy of Surviving 4th Wave Feminism Volumes 1 and 2 on Amazon.com by following the links below in the description. So yes, weight loss does come down to calories, but for people who are obese, calories are not the root cause of the problem. Until the root cause is resolved, they will never be able to control how much they eat. The reality is that if someone is obese or morbidly obese, then they have psychological problems that are causing them to overeat. Here is how bad it can be. This next clip is with Boogie2988 on the H3H3 podcast, Talking about someone who had just recently undergone gastric bypass surgery.
1: One guy in my area, I don't want to dox him, um, but he, you know, are never allowed to smoke again. Because if you do, you can perforate the surgical scars in your stomach. Wow, and so he was he, a smoker he, right, he started smoking again oh, no. at the oh, no. six-month mark. And now it's been uh, one year since the surgery, and he has perforated his stomach. And so the what dress, does that mean? Basically, there's holes in the, oh. the surgical lining. Um, of his stomach, and Ooh, so he's literally, shit. he eats, when he eats, he's dumping stomach juices and food. So he's almost worse off. Right, so like the chance of him dying any day is like happening, and I'm like, I'm learning from him, and I'm like, how do you, how do you, why are you doing that? He goes, I don't know.
2: Listen to that. The doctor says that because of the weight loss surgery, if you smoke again, you will die. The guy doesn't care. He can't stop smoking. He knows it's bad for him, but he still can't stop. Knowing that cigarettes put holes in his stomach does nothing, even though it's the right answer to keep him from dying. The reason this smoker can't stop smoking is because he's using that to manage negative emotions. Until he does some thinking and figures out what causes those negative emotions and then learns healthy ways to manage them, he is going to keep smoking uncontrollably. Unfortunately for him, it sounds like he was too late. But it's the same thing with food. Some sort of negative stress is occurring in your life You don't like the negativity, so you use food to manage that emotion. Until you deal with the source of that negativity, all of your diets will fail long term. The way you start figuring some of this stuff out is by going to things like Overeaters Anonymous or by going to therapy. It's not a food problem, it's an emotions problem. The real evil here is that there are a whole slew of psychological problems that the fat acceptance movement is telling people to ignore. For example, A common reason that women become morbidly obese is because they were molested as children. They got sexual attention as children that they didn't want, so their brain says, how can I make it so that I never get unwanted attention again? I know, I'll overeat. The overeating solves two problems. It helps them avoid their memories of their past trauma by numbing the negative emotions, and it prevents the trauma from happening. So great, both problems are solved. People come to these conclusions because they fix the problem and they're effective. They aren't the best way of solving the problem, but they do work. So their obesity could be for that reason or a number of psychological problems. It can even be a suicidal wish like it was in Boogie's case.
1: I think I was just trying to eat to die. I was just suicidal, and I'm like, this it's is, they would tell me when I was, like, 25, they'd be like, if you keep eating the way you eat, you'll be dead at 30, and i would be like, awesome, there's a buffet on the way home, so I'm gonna fucking hit really? that shit, because I would like to be you dead. You were
2: that conscious about it. Yeah, I was like,
1: straight up, I was mm. like, that's awesome news, thanks, doc, I appreciate you, um, I'll see if I can get that done.
2: Boogie is not the only one to have ideas like this. Here is another fat acceptance feminist, like the ones from before, glorifying the fact that she doesn't care about her life.
1: Five. Forty-six. I'm like not worried about not living a full life. I'm, I, you know, I've already lived a lot of life. Trust me. Mm. And if I were to die tomorrow, I wouldn't regret it.
2: She's forty-six. That's only a bit more than halfway done with her life, and she already wants to die. Is that mentally healthy? She sounds like she has just given up. Right, but you see, I I would respect you more with respect to you if I saw you doing a fitness campaign where you tried to lose 100 pounds. Why wouldn't you aspire to do that?
1: Because that's not going to work. It's not going to work for me. Diets
2: are 95% failure rate. Mm -hmm. Why would I do something that's going to fail? Yeah, diets have a 95% failure rate, so why bother trying to eat healthy? You would think that when it comes to saving your own life, you would try to figure out why people on those diets are failing, to see if you can work past it, but no, instead, it's this is just the shape of my body and there's nothing I can do about it. Not to mention how inconsiderate that is to the rest of the population who are paying your medical bills. They are either paying extra because of you through socialized medicine or they are paying extra because of you through increased insurance rates. It costs way more to take care of an obese person in a hospital than it does a thin person. They require things like expensive special double-wide KCI beds. Their skin folds have to be washed frequently or they will get an infection. And they have to be moved more frequently than other patients so they don't get bed sores. Speaking of which, moving fat people is a very common cause of injury to nurses. My mother is a nurse and she has been injured so many times from moving 800-pound obese people that her shoulder is permanently damaged. Obesity is not a wonderful thing. But maybe this will help. Before I end this video, allow me to introduce to you David Goggins. David Goggins is a guy who went through three Navy SEAL hell weeks in one year. He did 4,000 pull-ups in 17 hours and most impressively, he ran 101 miles in 19 hours with zero conditioning. Then, two weeks later, after destroying his body in the 100-mile run, He ran the Las Vegas Marathon in 3 hours and 8 minutes. This guy has an incredible amount of mental resolve. The best part is, though, that he was a complete loser at 24 before he started. He was a victim of severe child abuse. He was a liar. He was a cheater and an all-around terrible guy. One thing you hear a lot from what causes motivated people to do amazing things, like lose an incredible amount of weight, is that they become completely disgusted with how they are they start to hate the things that make them weak.
0: I had two options. To either be that 300-pound guy who's prayed for cockroaches and made $1,000 a month, and at 24 years old knowing when I'm 50 fucking years old I can reflect on this and think about what guy I never became, or I can totally just sack it up and fail and fail and fail until I succeed. So I started calling recruiters up. I said, I'm gonna go be a fucking Navy SEAL.
2: Which are you going to be? Are you going to be a loser because you never want to do anything difficult? Or are you going to be an adult and actually start trying? Listen to this though. David Goggins called every recruiter imaginable and all of them said no because he was too fat until he called the reserves. They said he had to lose 106 pounds to join and he said, fuck that and quit.
0: So I tried to get in the reserves and I called this guy named Steven Salgio, recruiter up. And he said, hey, come on in. He saw me, put me through the weight standard, all this other stuff, and to get into the class I had to get into, I had to lose 106 pounds in less than three months. So, I was like, fuck that, I can't do that. I grabbed my chocolate milkshake and went back to Ecolab. I'm going back to work, man. This is my life.
2: His job was at a pest control company, and the next night, he went back to work and found the mother load of cockroaches. He got disgusted by his job, set his equipment down, and then quit.
0: What it was, and it's kind of funny, I was obsessed with Rocky. Rocky won, in particular. And when I was a kid, i come home every day and i watched watch this fucking show Rocky. And I would fast forward with the little VHS tapes to round 14. When Apollo Creed beat the fucking shit out of Rocky, beat the shit out of him, he kept fighting. He was a dumb fighter, couldn't read, couldn't fuck, that was me, couldn't read, couldn't write, just punchy everything about him, and Rocky beat the, or Apollo beat the shit out of him. He was in the corner, everybody was saying, stay the fuck down. And him getting up, him getting up, Apollo Creed raises his arms up in the fucking air, turned around, thought he won the fight. He turns around and sees this guy getting up, and it was the face of Apollo Creed that changed my life. The face of Apollo Creed. It was like, just by that motherfucker getting up, not winning, just by him getting the fuck up, Apollo Creed was his he he champ, He's the best. Rocky had taken his soul.
2: Hero stories are very powerful. That's why we've been telling them for thousands of years. Your brain knows what's wrong with you. When you can't put it into words, your brain will cause you to idolize people who have solved the same problem that you have. That being said, pay attention to the people you look up to or the heroes you like when you watch TV or read books. I bet those people have problems that are similar to yours and their story describes how they solved it. Rocky was a loser. He was 30. He lived in a shitty apartment in the bad part of town. He failed his dreams to become a professional boxer, but when he finally gets a shot at being a professional boxer, he succeeds because he never gives up, even though he lost the fight with Apollo. David Goggins was able to figure out the answer to his problems because of that story. David was a guy who quit at everything, who became someone who quits at nothing. He took it to the extreme, and now he's doing all kinds of ridiculous things. Even though he has no idea what he's doing, he jumps in and figures it out. He isn't lying around waiting for the perfect moment. There is no perfect moment. Start now and figure it out as you go. Failures wait to be successful. Successful people jump in and deal with the problems as they come.
0: I was a fucking pathetic motherfucker, man. People cannot say that to themselves. We have to choose these great fucking magical words that that, that make people feel good. Tell yourself the truth. If someone calls you fucking fat, they may be bullying you, but you might be fucking fat. someone calls you dumb, it's mean, but you might be fucking dumb. It's life, man. Take it for what it's worth and change it.
2: But, I think that will be enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. You can find all of those links in the description. Last, if you haven't checked me out on Facebook, BitChute, or Twitter, you can also find those in the description. Otherwise, see you in the next video. Thanks for watching.